us, Lord, we stir ourselves up in our most holy faith. We come before you right now. You are our one thing. As Luna and the the team were singing that, this is what the Lord has been speaking. He's aligning us for a season where he is going to be the one thing. Not a preacher, not a worship leader, not a songwriter, not a speaker. God is aligning us. He wants to be the one thing. He wants to be the one that fascinates. He wants to be the one that captivates. He wants to be the one that consumes. Lord, we just say, we desire for you to be the one thing. One thing do we desire, Lord, that we would behold your beauty. Lord, we ask you to bring us into a season of beholding the beauty of God, a season of gazing upon the beauty of God, a season of inquiring in his very presence, in his very Lord, we ask you, bring us into a season of one thing. One thing I have asked of the Lord, David says. One thing I will seek after. Lord, I pray that you would put this in the heart of every church leadership team in Colorado. That you would consume them with this pursuit. One thing they are asking of you. One thing they are seeking after, that they might dwell in your presence, that they might gaze upon the beauty, that they might be gripped with a spirit of intercession and inquire in your temple. God, we just ask you from this house, would you renew this hunger? Would you renew this passion? Would you renew this vision? Even in us, Lord, we stand before you with hands lifted and we say, God, would you be the one thing we desire? We might have heard this verse a thousand times, but Lord, we don't get it. We need to get it. We need to pursue it. Lord, we ask you in this season, Fill Colorado with your glory. I'm just going to pray some of the verses that were touching my heart this afternoon. I'm just going to speak to it just really quick, and then I'm going to go in and pray it. David, in Psalm 72, it's this beautiful, it's actually a song of Solomon. Solomon wrote Psalm 72. And it's a prophecy about Jesus. It says this, verse 8, may he have dominion from sea to sea. May Jesus have dominion from the river to the ends of the earth. It says this in verse 5, may they fear Jesus as long as the sun endures, as long as the moon throughout all generations. And may Jesus be like the rain that falls on mown grass. May he be like showers that water the earth. 
It says in verse 18, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be His glorious name forever. And here's the prayer that was filling my heart this morning. May the whole earth be filled with His glory. We have the right to pray for Colorado to be filled with the glory of Jesus. This is the trajectory of planet Earth. This is why He made the Earth and put us in it so that He could fill it with His glory and all would praise and all would acknowledge and all would see and all would bow and all would serve Jesus. says in Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk is talking to the armies of Babylon. And they're about to invade. And he's giving them woes. Woe to him who heaps up what is not his. Woe to him who is filled with bloodshed. Woe to him who walks in iniquity. Here's the reason. Because one day, the earth, verse 14, is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And Babylon is out of alignment with that global, in-time vision. And then in chapter 3, you actually see Jesus stepping on the scene, waging war. And then he establishes his presence in the earth forever. And he fills the earth with his glory. Guys, again, this is where it is all going. Isaiah chapter 11. This is one of my favorite chapters in the whole book of Isaiah. It says this. Verse 1. There's a branch coming forth from the root of Jesse, David's offspring, and he's going to bear much fruit in the earth. Verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord is going to rest on this branch, on Jesus. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And Jesus' delight is going to be in the fear of the Lord. It says, He will judge with righteousness for the poor, but those who are wicked, He will kill with the breath of his mouth. (laughs) And then it says this, verse 9. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. Before that, the wolf is going to lay down with the lamb. Nature is going to be changed from the inside out. This is what this is saying. The earth is going to be changed from the inside out. And here's the culminating statement of all of this. Verse 9. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Meaning, it's going to be global. There's not one place in the sea that the water doesn't cover. And meaning, it's going to be deep. It's going to be rich. The earth being filled with the knowledge. Think of this. Every one on planet earth experiencing intimately the glory of God. 
Ephesians chapter 1. Now we're in New Testament. You said, Marcus, that's all Old Testament. Now we're in New Testament. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul gives Jesus this title. Verse 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness, and this is Jesus, of him who does what? He fills all and all. Jesus is the one who is going to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of his Father as the waters cover the sea and we got grafted in to his body. Now we get to be ambassadors of this glory, carriers of this glory, praying for this glory, crying out for this glory, filling Walmart with this glory, filling Target with this glory, filling our house with this glory because we're connected to the glory filler. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, gives him this title again. Verse 10, he, descend, he who descended, who came to earth, is also the one who ascended far above the heavens, Jesus, so that he might do what? So that he might fill all things. So I want to invite you. Let's stand back up and we're going to pray into this. Is that cool? Lord, we thank you that you give us permission to cry out for your glory and that you respond with Psalm 84 truth that you give grace and glory to those who fear you. God, we need one thing in Colorado. We need one thing at The Rock. We need one thing in every church. We need the glory of God. More than teachings, we need your glory. More than new worship songs, we need your glory. More than another outreach, we need your glory. God, when your glory shows up, when your manifest presence reveals Jesus, nothing else matters. Demons flee. Sickness has to go. God, we ask that you would forgive us for not desiring the manifest glory of God in a greater way. God, I repent. And I repent on behalf of pastors. I repent on behalf of ministers in our region. We have not properly hungered after the glory of God. We have not properly longed for and thirsted after the glory of God. I pray that you would give us that Psalm 43, that Psalm 63 hunger and earnest thirst that our flesh would long for God, that we would hunger and pant like a deer in the wilderness who has no water, like a man in the wilderness who is thirsty and dying of thirst. Give us that longing. Give us that yearning for your glory. I just want to invite you guys just talk to the Lord and just repent I've just been repenting for two days God I'm so sorry Lord I'm sorry for having a plan and assuming the manifest glory of God isn't going to show up God we're sorry 
God, we long for your glory. Lord, our children need to experience your glory. Guys, if our 13-year-olds, if our 15-year-olds experience the glory of God, it will ruin them for anything less. We will not have to worry about marijuana. We will not have to worry about substance abuse. We will not have to worry. The glory of God will ruin them for anything less. God, we cry out for the glory of God ruining a generation for anything less. Ruining a people group for anything less. We cry out for this, Lord. Catch us up in the glory. Catch us up in Your presence. Lord, we say Psalm 16 is true. It's in Your presence that there is fullness of joy. Would You allow a generation to experience fullness of joy that would drive back depression, that would drive back anxiety, that would drive back gender confusion, that would drive back all of these wicked assignments on this next generation. Would You let them experience presence? Would you let them experience the fullness of joy? Would you let them experience pleasures at your right hand forevermore? God, do it. God, do it. We know you can do it. You've done it before. You can do it again. You did it in Jerusalem in Paul's day. You did it in Antioch in Paul's day. You did it in Corinth in Paul's day. You did it in Ephesus in Paul's day. God, why not here? Why not city transformation because of the glory of God? We cry out for this, Lord. We say, let Colorado be filled with the intimate experience of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Lord, we ask You to burst that bubble of Your glory. We ask You to burst that balloon of Your glory. We ask You to let it flow down from the west. Let it come down from the hills. Lord, we ask You for that Amos river of righteousness flowing from heaven. Rivers of righteousness flowing from heaven. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are teaching us to be a people who are set apart unto you, who are consecrated, who are that living sacrifice. As Kimberly was singing that earlier, just about the living sacrifice. Lord, I thank you. This is that consecration that you have for us. Just as you, in the old, under the old covenant, you showed your glory in the temples, in the tabernacle, multiple times. Lord, now we are your temple. Oh. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we say, show us your glory. Lord, I pray that we would be a people that are set apart, consecrated unto you. Lord, I pray that when we pray, you would be attentive to our prayers. God, would you be attentive to our prayers?
kind of just pray into this, just speak into this. This Moses was, he longed for the presence of God. Lord, make this our longing for your presence, as Marcus was talking about. Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, he says this, he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. For how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and that you're, <laughs> and with your people unless you go with us? And then he says this, what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? One thing, it's the presence of God. Lord, would you distinguish us from every other person on the face of the earth by your presence? Lord, would we be your distinguished ones, a chosen people? Lord, would we be that chosen people that say yes to the presence of God? We're seeing this on Tuesday as we were praying just with our pastors and staff together in our Tuesday meeting and asking the Lord for this hunger and this thirst. Lord, may we be a people that hunger and thirst for you. Change our appetite. Change our appetite, Lord that nothing else would satisfy. Oh, that's Psalm 84. I was going to... Huh. May this be our heart's cry. Psalm 84 says, How lovely is your dwelling place. How lovely is your presence. Oh, Lord Almighty, our soul, my soul, it yearns it even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Lord, may our heart and our flesh cry out for the living God. When we awake in the morning, throughout the day, Lord, that we would cry out to be in your presence. Lord, may we never be apart from your presence. May we be so close to you. May we walk so closely with you. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you that you're so good. Thank you for the covenant that you have made with us. A new covenant. You removed the heart of stone. You replaced it with a heart of flesh. You breathed in us. You put your spirit in us. Oh, Lord, your presence is not just upon us. It's not just with us. It's in us. Oh, that we would be the carriers of your presence, walking so closely with you. Lord, I pray for eyes to see and ears to hear in this season. Lord, I prophesy over our people right now that we would be a people 
that have eyes to see and ears to hear. A consecrated people, a people that are set apart unto you. Oh, as I wrote the email this this afternoon, I was that went out. I was back in in Joshua and just seeing the importance of the consecration. That as they they had three days to prepare, and then as they began to move out, as they began to go, in the very process of crossing the Jordan, in the process of going into the promised land, Joshua says, now consecrate yourselves. Do it now, for tomorrow I will do amazing things among you. He did it on the third day. He told them to consecrate themselves as they went into the promised land. The purpose of it was that the glory could go with them. (laughs) That the presence of God would move with them just as it did with with Moses. When Moses had that that moment of, am I going to go with you? Are you going to go with me? And and Moses says, if you don't go, I'm not going. Exodus 33 is such a pivotal moment for a nation. It was a pivotal moment right there. Joshua 3 was a pivotal moment, again, for the the Israelites. Were they going to consecrate themselves and set themselves apart so that the Lord would do amazing things among them? Then you go to, I love Exodus 40, and Moses sets up the tabernacle. And this consecration is is an alignment with heaven. It sets us into alignment. When when Moses did everything in, in Exodus 40, he set things on earth with alignment in heaven. And when there's an alignment, the glory of God comes. There's power that's released. But it's in the alignment. It's in the consecration. In Second Chronicles 5, again, there was a people that, I'll just read it here, that gathered together. They were bringing the temple, or they, they, they were bringing the ark into the temple, the temple into the ark. And uh, it says all the priests were there, and this is what they did. Uh, It says they had consecrated themselves. Regardless of their divisions, they consecrated themselves. And then it goes on to say that the, it says the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud and the priests could not perform the service because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. And then right after that, Solomon dedicates, dedicates the temple. And I love go through this in, in 2 Chronicles 6, over and over again, he's asking the Lord, would you hear from heaven? He says it like six or seven times, would you hear from heaven? And then he says at one place, would you open your eyes towards this temple day and night? Would you set your gaze upon this temple day and night? Lord, would you set your gaze upon us? day and night. 
as we set ourselves apart unto you as a people that are holy and pleasing to you. Would you set your gaze upon us? Would you be attentive to our prayers? Would you set your ear to the prayers of those that are righteous? He does not listen to every person that prays. (laughs) He listens to those that are consecrated, that are set apart. He says this. You guys probably have this memorized or know it well, but it says, if my people who are called by my name, if you'll humble yourselves, we, we sometimes just skip over that. That's the very first thing he says. <laughs> I feel like that's more important than anything else. <laughs> humble yourself. It's the first thing that has to be done. You set yourself before the Lord. You say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I can't live my life without you. I need to be in your presence. It's the very thing that Moses said. If you don't go from here, we're not going. There was such a humility that he had that he knew he could not do this without the presence of God. Lord, may we be a people that are humble and then a people that pray and then a people that seek your face. And when we seek your face and we pray and we're humble, that next part actually comes so easy that we would turn from our ways because we get to know your ways. Our hearts are so turned towards you that we would repent. We would say no to those things that we've walked in in the past. Why? Because now we're humble. We're walking before you. We desire to walk in your ways. It turns our hearts towards you. May we seek your face, turn from our ways. And then your promise is this. Then you will hear from heaven. Then you will hear from heaven. Then you will be attentive to our prayers. Then you will listen to a people. You listen to a people that are humble, that pray, that seek your face, that turn from their ways. They all are connected. The obedience, I feel like like sometimes we're focused so much on the obedience, and obedience is so critically important. But I feel like the obedience comes so much easier when we seek the Lord. When we go for the obedience first, it becomes like an arduous, like, ah, oh, I don't want to do that because our, our flesh rises up. But when we get into the presence of God and we behold Him, we become like Him. There's a transformation that happens in our hearts. His love begins to overwhelm us. It begins to convict, the Holy Spirit begins to convict our hearts in a beautiful way. We go, I don't want those things anymore. I want to walk in that purity. Yes, we are the righteousness of God in Christ, but we are called to be righteous. We're called to be holy. We're called to be sanctified by 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 the washing of his word. So let us not just stop with the the, the first part and say, yeah, I'm good. No, you're not. (laughs) It's the two together. 
It's, it's, the, it's the righteousness of God in Christ, and it's that walking in it. It's those that are humbling themselves, saying yes, consecrating themselves, seeking the face of God. And then, Lord, it says the prayers of a righteous man, they are powerful. They are effective. Lord, when we step into that place and when we align with heaven, the glory of God comes. Your presence is in this place. We move with you. You say this, just, you say, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. And then he says, now, in this place, when you do those things, my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we're going to see your glory in greater measure than we've ever seen before. I thank you that, that this is a time like no other where <laughs> there, is, there is a wooing, there is a calling, there is an invitation to say yes to what you want to do in this time. But there's an urgency in this time. I thank you, Lord, that I just let me just actually speak into this. Um, wow, Sandy and Sarah, would you guys just come up here for a second? <laughs> Sorry, I'm calling you out. You have to come. The Lord told you you were supposed to come here for this reason. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, come on, come on, Sarah, come up. Did the Lord not tell you you're supposed to come here today? Yeah. <laughs> it's for this reason. I think this is really important. I just want you to, just to hear it from these two. And, and I love the fact that they don't want to come. They're like, no, I'm not coming. <laughs> um, there, is a, there is an assignment right now that the Lord is setting on people's lives. And, uh, and I, I just felt it strongly and that it was just confirmed, confirmed. And I think even Tracy had just a word that he felt like that there's such a fear right now, a fear of failure. And, uh, and so as we set ourselves apart on the Lord, this is really important. I feel like for sometimes as the body of Christ, it's almost like we're we're like, yes, we're part of the body, but we're like, we're drifting in a boat without a rudder. And we're just kind of like, all right, <laughs> I guess we're going this way. I guess we're going this way. Like, I, you know, you're like, I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm not sure what my, what my part is. What am I supposed to do? And, and I, I feel like as you just begin to seek the Lord, what he's doing right now, and especially in this time, as we've been talking about, there's kind of different analogies of there's a wave coming uh, like we're, we're, we're in the launch sequence. I mean, there was, there were, I think, nine or ten people independent of each other that spoke to a, a launch last Sunday at different times. And, and I'm like, Lord, I got it. 
like, okay, I get it. I mean, I talk to people after the service that, that they're like, oh, yeah, yesterday the Lord told me about the launch. It's about to launch. And then someone's in the back room prophesying, get ready to launch. And Tuesday I get the word, uh, you're going to get the launch sequence, declare and decree. I mean, over and over and over again, launch, launch, launch. Uh, like, we know that this is like we're about to, we're about to go into a battle here. When the glory of the Lord comes in great measure, it, it is, it's time for battle. I realize that it's not like, oh, the glory of the Lord's coming and it's just, ha, ah, we all just get to sit back. No, it's a clash of kingdoms. There's darkness and there's light and it is going to be crazy. Crazy cool, but it's going to be crazy. Uh, because, and it's not going to be a sit back and, and kind of float along anymore. It's like you're getting into the rapids now. You're, getting, you're on the... You're on the wave. You're riding this wave. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different speed. It's a whole different game. You're not floating out in the water anymore. Uh, things are changing. I'll just say everything is going to shift. The things that you have been doing in the past, and I told this to our staff, I'm like, it's not that we did anything wrong, but everything that we've been doing is about to change. And, and when you go to battle, when you go into a war, like there's preparations that are made, but when you go to battle, everything changes. You don't go, well, it's 8 o'clock, time to eat some dinner, and then like, okay, it's 9.30, it's time to go to bed. Like, no, you're in a battle. You might be up all night. <laughs> you might be, like, there might be gunfire going on, and you're, you're actually, you're fighting in a battle all night long. You don't get to decide when you get to sleep. <laughs> you don't get to decide when you get to eat. You don't go, well... Sorry, I need to take a break. It's time for dinner. You guys keep fighting the battle. <laughs> I'm going to go eat my meal. Things are going to begin to shift. And so I, I think we have to be very careful not to get stuck in, in, in sometimes the, the ruts of what we've been doing, the way we've seen things operate uh, in the church. Um, church is going to change. Everything is about to change. <laughs> I, I just We have to get our mindset out of looking at the things of the past, and it's, it's right now, it's eyes on Jesus. That's it. There's no other thing we can do. That's, and this is that, sorry, you're going to just stay here for one second, then I'll let you talk. The, this is Joshua, when they're crossing the Jordan, he goes, get your eyes on the ark. Set your eyes on the ark. Don't take them off, because <laughs> we've never gone this way before. You've never been this way. There's no, I was going to say, like, there's no Google Maps that they had they didn't know, you know, pull up and say, okay, what the, what's the wayfinder say? Like, where are we going to? How long is this going to take? What's our ETA? Like, they had no clue about anything. All they were doing is it's eyes on Jesus. This is it. So it, I don't know how to stress this enough other than just do it. Just get your eyes on Jesus. Uh, and then what's going to happen is there's assignments. So when we go into battle, when, these, when, when, when we're in this time like we are in now, he's setting you up with assignments. So this is where I was going with the, like, it's not that you're just kind of out there. You have, you're going to have a specific assignment that is critical to the battle. And so it's like, you know, if you got the gunner over here and, and he doesn't know that he's the gunner and he doesn't know his part and you got other people coming in and he's not, he's not playing his part of actually like protecting and and, 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 you know, I don't know the, 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 the military terms, but, you know, when you're, like, you're shooting fire across just so they can, so they can go. What's that called? Cover. Thank you. That's what I, 
I got to get my words down if I'm going to speak this thing. Um, if he doesn't know his part and those the guys go in, they're going to get nailed. And, and that's like, and I think there's, there's this awakening happening right now that we're going to go, oh, we actually have a part. And then you like, then the other part is I think we're going to go, well, I want a big part. I want this part over here. And, and, and listen, there's no big part. The, the part that you're supposed to play is the big part. And it's, it's critically important. And it might be something that no one sees. And that's okay. You might be just the, the intercessor that's behind the scenes. And all you're doing is you're just praying to the things. And no one sees you, but you're affecting. You're bringing heaven to earth and you're affecting things around you. And that's your part. And so I just, I'm going to have, so Sarah was just telling me, she's like, I know my part. I know my assignment. And, uh, and I love it. And this is what I feel like. We're going to get the assignments. You're going to get an assignment. Supposed to be the Friday and the Saturday. Sorry. Um, yeah, so um, I think for a while I've been sitting in the back and Mike will come over and be like, you need to go to the front. And I'm like, no, I'm supposed to be back here. And I don't know why, but on Sunday, I just, I really felt like I need to see what's happening. And I started like actually physically feeling the move of the spirit. And I was like, I felt us like moving. And then I felt a little bit off track and it was like back on and then a little off. But I, I was praying as, you know, I was interceding. Um, and then just like feeling the, the spirit moving back into alignment. And I was like, and then someone came at the end of the service and gave me this word about being like a peg on the pegboard, like in perfect alignment with, with God. And I didn't put the two and two together, but I was like, that's what it is. That's my assignment um, at the rock right now, you know? And, and for a while too, it's just been a little bit uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't. So, um, so, so I was looking at Isaiah 22, 22, and then 23, since today is the 23rd and whatever. But the cool thing is it has to do with putting your peg in the ground. And then also, I think 22 is talking about the, the open and closed doors. Like, yeah, so it was just so much confirmation and I was supposed to be the private intercessor, but now you guys know. <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> Stay here for a second. What the Lord had me do is um, he moved me from my 19-year-old home to downtown Castle Rock. And I was like, what am I supposed to be doing here? And when I got moved in, he said, I want you to walk around the base of the rock nine times. And I'm like, well, okay. And I'm totally unfamiliar with the area, so I just kind of followed the path around. Seven times I walked around um, praying in the Spirit and declaring and decreeing different things that the Lord was putting on my heart to, to do that. Last two times, um, so it was time eight and time nine, he had me um, call down fire and pray and declare and decree different things that um, he wanted to, to bring forth. And then last week, when I was last Wednesday, I was watching online, and then the two guys from Texas said they'd gone up to the top of the rock, and they were calling down fire. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, that's what I was doing around the base. And so I said, Laura, I go, can I go up to the top? And he said, well, if you go up to the top, who's going to walk around the base? And I'm like, okay. So, um, so that's what my assignment's been. Yeah. It's just in obedience, right? It's nothing like crazy that we do. All we do is walk in obedience. And then we begin to see like the alignment of, oh, when I do that and they're doing, and then, oh, and they're doing this. Like you're just stepping into alignment with heaven to call heaven to earth. So I'm going to, I just feel like, uh, and then Tracy, you can speak into this, uh, but would you guys stand up? Because I, I just feel like there's, there's some of us right now um, and it's like, I don't even know my assignment for this season. And let me say, assignments change. You might have an assignment for a week. You might have an assignment for a month. But, but, but here's the key is be obedient to the assignment. Like, oh, I'd rather go up to the top because that's cooler. Like, who wants to be around the base when you go to the top? But just do what you're called to do. Just do the simple thing that you're called to do. And that's where, and here's the thing. That's where the presence is. You're stepping into the very place, and the Lord's like, um, my presence is on you and moving in you because you're in the very place that I'm called you to be. So you're going to step into that place, and then you're going to walk in authority. That's what this, this Isaiah 22, 20, uh, 22, 22, yeah, yeah. Where it, yeah. <laughs> um, there, it talks about that this is the authority that we, that we walk in, and it's also in Revelation 3. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is that we're going we're gonna to open doors that no man can close. We're going to close doors that no man can open. How do we do it? When we step into our assignment. So I, I'm going to have Sandy and Sarah just pray uh, for this alignment for the assignment. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I said it's, it's an alignment for the assignment. He's like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> so I had to look at Marcus and say it. Um, but you'll remember it. Uh, so just, I just put your hands out, and uh, and and I feel like this is you're gonna just, and maybe you don't get it right this moment, but we're asking for it. And uh, and then here's the key: just be obedient to it. Just say yes to it. Okay, Father, thank you so much for um, this divine time, Lord. Um, it's been written on the kingdom calendar. Father, I just ask for um, ears to be opened and eyes to be opened to each of our assignments, because you have an assignment for each person, and it's needed um, for the whole body to operate in the way you want it to operate. Father, we just thank you for your timing. We just thank you for telling us ahead of time. Lord, I just pray that the spirit of discernment come upon each one of us, Father, as we try to keep our eyes focused on you. Lord, give us help to do that, Lord. Make things clear to us, Lord, and um, open our hearts um, to loving those um, around us and following you and to glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read that, Isaiah 22, 22, and 23. And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open and no shall shut. 
and he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honor to his father's house. So Father, I just thank you that um, you have given us authority to open doors that no man can shut and close doors that no man can open by the power and name of Jesus. All authority, all power has been given to us through his name and through his blood and everything is under the feet of Jesus. So we come in his name and we stand in the authority and identity in Jesus. We thank you for giving us a deeper revelation of our authority in Jesus. And we do this for the glory and honor of him. We do it for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I just pray that um, you would put in the hearts of the people here their assignment for this season and that, um, that Father, that we would receive it and we would um, just be as like the body that we would see like we are a piece of the body and every little part has an important role to play and we do this to glorify you God we want to see you be glorified and honored and I love that in that in um, the verse 23 it says he will become a throne of honor to his father's house in the Amplified Version, it talks about for the glory and honor of God. And so we do this for your glory and your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a hand, will you? Thank you. So good. I just want to say the, uh, just to, to kind of back this up with Scripture, there's, there are assignments that, that we're called to. Paul, and I know this is Apostle Paul, and you go, well, he's, a, you know, of course, this is Apostle Paul. But there was a specific assignment that he had, and it just says in, in Acts 9, um, he's talking to Ananias. The Lord says to Ananias, because uh, this is not Ananias and Sapphira. It's a different Ananias. But um, uh, Ananias is like, man, I don't, I know about this guy, Paul, or Saul. Like, he's a, he's a bad dude. And, uh, and the Lord says to him, go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. <laughs> there was an assignment that, that Paul was given. And, and I could show you, like Jeremiah, when there's a specific assignment when you go to Jeremiah 1 that Jeremiah is given. You go to Ezekiel 2, uh, there's a specific, there's a, a specific assignment uh, for him as well. And then, uh, and then one other thing just to hit, to show you here is in Romans 12, it says this. It says, we have different gifts, and I would call these assignments. We have different gifts according to the grace that is given us, and it's by the Holy Spirit. So these gifts or assignments, like the gifts are not just so we go, well, this is fun. The gift is for the assignment, and, and it's based on the grace, which is the Holy Spirit, which empowers you to do the assignment that you have. So here's the thing is when you're given an assignment, you don't have to operate in your own power, in your own ability. You move according to the Spirit, and you will move in power. 
because he will empower you because he's given you that gift. He's given you that grace to operate in the gift of the assignment for that very time. And things shift. So I think some of the times this is what I see in the church is, is people go, well, that's my gifting. I'm like, no, it's not. It's the Holy Spirit's grace to give you that gift in that moment. Your giftings can change in a moment's time. Don't think you have a gifting that locks you in, that you can't do this or you can't do this and that you can do this. And what happens is people get frustrated because they continue to operate in a gifting that the grace is no longer there because they have a different assignment and they get frustrated in the church. Mm. (laughs) Get this. We operate by the grace of God. And he gives us the grace to operate in the gifts for the assignments that he has in the moments, in the times that he has. Stay in that. Don't get stuck in a gift that you think you have when the grace is no longer there to operate in it. Wow. That was a kind of a mic drop moment. Wow. Um, Wow, this word I had tonight, fear of failure, came yesterday morning. I've been chewing on this since yesterday morning, God. I woke up and I heard fall forward. And I'm like, I know it's fall back, spring ahead, right? I'm thinking like time and all this. And I'm like, fall forward, like fall on my face. And I'm trying, and it starts this conversation with God. And he goes, no, I said, fail forward. And I'm like, whoa, it just kind of wrecked me. And I kind of went into a, into a moment of just like consecration into my own heart and my own in my own place, but where he took me was to Moses. He took me to Moses and the, and the, and the Egyptians that were had the Israelites uh, in slavery for so many years. How many of you know that uh, one of the toughest, uh, he must have been, Moses must have been one of the most frustrated leaders of all time with a grumbling people, the Israelites coming out of Egypt. At every turn, they grumbled. How many of you also know that they failed forward many, many times. Think about that. Think about how many times they grumbled, they grumbled, they grumbled, and then God would show up and they would literally keep moving forward. And it took me into 14, 15, Exodus. Exodus 14, 15. It says this. I'm going to go out of the Amplified. Moses told the people, fear not. Check this out. Stand still. Stand firm. Stand confident. Stand undismayed. I love that in the Amplified Version. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. Check that out. The Lord chooses to fight our battles for us, guys. And you shall Hold your peace and remain at rest. How many of you know whenever you make a fear-based decision, it's not going to end well? So as God comes to you with these assignments that Mike's talking about, this is where we engage them, guys, knowing that he's fighting our battle for us and going before us in all things, putting his angels ahead of us to prepare the place where he's about to put us. And then he says this in verse 15. He says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel, go forward. Go forward. Wow. God, we can fail forward. I know that's a real, like Justin's right here. I love Justin because I know he's an entrepreneur and he, I know he's failed many, many times and I just love his humble heart. Every time I see him, I just think, man, what a humble heart in that man. 
it was only my pride that didn't allow me to fail as much or to share the failures of my life and to learn more from the failures I had. I always say this, I failed way more. I learned way more from doing it wrong than I ever learned from doing it right. Here's a quote for you. I missed 9,000 shots. I lost over 300 games and I missed over 29 game-winning shots. And it was all for all of these reasons that allowed me to succeed. That's Michael Jordan, by the way. I heard a mentor earlier in my life say this. He said, never let success get to your, heart, or get to your head and never allow a failure to, to sink into your heart. Wow. Sugar the bar. Hey, guys, I, I, it took me to this place, too. I, I wasn't going to share this, but I am now. One of the greatest revivals of all time in Acts. Look at Acts 19. Huh. I'm going to read a couple verses here really quick. They're out, they're out casting out demons at this point. They think it's pretty cool, and they're saying it in the name of Jesus. That's verses 13, 14, 15, or 13, 14. And then in verse 15, we pick up, and it says, One day the evil spirit answered them, <laughs> as they were talking about Jesus and casting these demons out in the name of Jesus, the one that Paul preaches. And the demon said this, Jesus I know, and I know this guy Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. How many of you know that that's a failure? (laughs) We've had a few demons cast out in these last couple of weeks. It's been, uh, it's been fun to watch. Some people really gained some amazing freedom. But this is, a, this is a failure. But this was the very foundation that Sandy was talking about. I love that you walked around the foundation. You walked around the base. There were people up on the mountaintop, but you were actually in the valley <laughs> sowing seed at the base where the foundation is laid. This is the greatest revival. That's what spurred the greatest failure probably in all of the Bible, or one of them, actually spurred the greatest revival of all time in Acts 19. (laughs) Fail forward. The Lord's asked me to do a lot of things. I've said no to some, said a lot, or yes to a lot of them. I failed many times. You get the highlight reel, even when Mike or any of us or, you know, Marcus or or Dan, or anybody who's up here, you get sometimes the highlight reel, but man, there are so many failures. For every for every, for every victory, there's probably 10 failures in the background. If you've, if you've never failed, you'll never succeed. It's kind of like you'll never see a healing if you don't pray for healing. <laughs> it's almost like failure and su- succeeding go hand in hand. Don't allow where others are not. I feel this really super strong right now. I feel like some of the failures is the fear of man. Don't fear man. Don't fear man. Don't allow where others are not to dictate where you are. Because this is where you are right now. This is where you have, God has you right now. I even feel like this, there's some people online just listening right now that don't allow where others are not to dictate where you are. Because God is taking you a place and he's giving you assignments in this hour. He's just looking for your yes. His word says what? His eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those that would just say yes. 
And when he gets your yes, then he'll move. That's that stepping forward in grace or in faith, and then him giving us that empowering grace to allow us to do what we couldn't do in our own flesh, guys. Amen. I want to pray into that. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for every single person here and every single person online, every person in this body, in this congregation, Lord, of the rock, and every person, God, not just in the region, but in the state and in this nation, Lord. There are assignments being given out in this very hour, Lord. God, I thank you that there would not be a fear of failure, God. We only fear what that which we can't see. We just fear the unknown. We don't know what's on the other side, but God, I, you know what is. And God, it doesn't matter where we're going. It's like Abraham. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't have a compass, just what Mike spoke. Lord, we didn't, he didn't know where he was going, but God, he just said yes, and he went regardless. God, I thank you that we're going to say yes, God, and walk out the promise. Because if we can walk out that promise, God, we know that the inheritance is on the other side. The inheritance was on the other side of the river. You see, the river bottom for, 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 for Joshua and all the Israelites that Mike is speaking about was in the, in the river. That was the process. And in the 40 years in the wilderness where they lost a generation, that was in the process. But none of them fell out. They said, no, we're in this. We're all in. We're all in. So consecrate yourself because in three days we're going to cross. Can you imagine preparing yourself after 40 years of being launched or, or, or settled in one side of the river and then saying three, in three days you have to pick up all your belongings, everything you own, and move? That would be like picking yourself up and moving across the country, the United States of America, in, in three days. Get ready. In three days, I'm going to send you to Washington, D.C. Get ready. In three days, I'm going to send you to Florida. So, Lord, I thank you right now in this hour, God that there is a yes in our hearts, Lord, that you're convicting the hearts, God, of your people just to say yes, Lord, and step into what you have for them. God, I thank you for every assignment. I thank you for your grace, God, to keep. Whoa, I thank you for your grace, Lord, that's on every single one, God, that is listening to this word, God. Your grace is upon them, God. I thank you for the strong faith, God, in stepping out boldly to God, to that throne, to that throne of grace, that empowering thing that really justifies God and exposes the truth, which is your word, and brings it to life, God, living and breathing inside of us, God, so we can walk out the assignment. Sarah, I thank you, God. I, don't, I know this is not a time for personal prophecy. Sarah and Sandy, I feel like this is a pivotal moment in your walk with God. There's a journey taking place in your heart. And I think, I think the, the Lord is like saying, you're, yeah, I'm going to bless your yes, of course. But I feel like there's just this empowering, like new place of revelation that God's giving you around authority. Even as you spoke it, Sarah, I just saw the authority like just settling upon you. There's, a new, there's always power. The power is always there. It's just accessing it with the key. And how do we access it? We just surrender and go low so that we can be, he can be made high. And in that moment is where God translates you or, or, or enters you into the moment that you're in or the assignment that he's called you to. So God, I thank you for Sarah and Sandy. God, I thank you for the foundational pieces, Sandy. I feel like the Lord's going to return some things to you, Sandy. I don't know what's taking place in your life. We've never met. I feel this, though. I feel like God's going to return some things that were rightfully yours, and I don't know where it's going to take you or what assignment he has you on right now. Yeah, you are walking around the base, but I feel like by walking around the base on the foundational pieces of the rock, because <laughs> God said, on this rock is where I'll build my church. That's what he spoke to Peter. 
I thank you, Lord, that the foundational pieces are being put back together for you, Sandy, and that God is going to return some things to you in this season. God, we just thank you for it. We bless you for it. I thank you for the assignments, God. They're being handed out. I'm even recalling a dream I had probably three months ago, maybe even six months ago. I saw like a delivery truck. It was like a flower delivery van. And God had these, or uh, not God, this delivery man got out of, he would park in front of a house. He would get, go into the back of the van. He would pull out like a box that was wrapped like a present. He would walk it up to the door and he'd ring the doorbell and he would set it down at the base of the stairs. Nobody answering, walk back to the delivery van and go to the next house. He was, I, I believe that those boxes, I don't know why he's reminding me of this. I believe they're assignments. They're not just a blessing. They're not just all the things that we think they are. But I feel like those are assignments. He was like, he's, he's handing out or delivering like a gift. Like a gift, he's delivering assignments in this hour. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's do this. Why don't we stand? We're going to close it out here. The verse that was in my heart as Tracy was speaking was just, Philippians chapter 3 says this we all know this but I think this is just good for us to hear in light of that word verse 13 brothers I do not consider that I have made it my own meaning the power of the resurrection becoming like him in his death, in his sufferings, attaining to the resurrection of the dead. He says this, I do not consider that I have made this my own, but one thing I do, I forget what lies behind, and I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I just saw us doing this as just, let's get into groups of two, three, four, and let's just pray for one another before we go. Let's just ask that the Lord would anoint us in the assignments that he's given us. Um, even, even if there's like, hey, this is the fear that I have. I already can identify my fear. I want prayer for this fear. We can just pray in the groups for that fear to go away. I really felt Tracy was right on with it. It's the fear of man. That we need to repent of the fear of man and fear one person. Amen. Fear the only man that we should fear, which is Jesus Christ. That's the one man you, you need to fear. So, Lord, we thank you for this evening. Wow. Thank you, God. We thank you that you hear our prayers and crying out for glory. We thank you for the assignments that you are giving us. We thank you for the consecration, God. And, Lord, I pray that you would remove a fear of failure and a fear of man so that we can move forward in our assignments. In Jesus' name, amen. So pray with somebody and then bless you guys. We'll see you on Sunday.